Greetings, Blind Faith Podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Blind Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Craig Siegel Jr., and the title of today's episode is "For the Sake of the Fallen Prince." For the sake of the fallen prince. Our lesson from today is going to come from the second book of Samuel, beginning at the fourth chapter and the fourth verse. Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son who was lame in both feet. He was five years old when news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nurse picked him up and fled, but as she journeyed to leave, he fell and became disabled. His name was Mephibosheth. Okay, and then let's go down to 2 Samuel, the ninth chapter, beginning at the first verse, and it reads, King David asked, Is there anyone still left in the house of Saul to whom I may show kindness to for Jonathan's sake? And so the title of our lesson is going to be called For the Sake of the Fallen Prince. And so we we enter this uh, scenario and this saga in the life of uh, King David, um, who we ultimately know was God's chosen king, um, the king to whom most refer to when they say uh, when they talk about Jesus Christ, when they speak of, of Christ and whose lineage he came from, his earthly lineage. Uh, one of the most notable names in that list is King David, and. Um, uh, this kind of has a this this story kind of has a lot to do with David's uh, rise to kingship, and so you know that um, we know that David was one of the sons of Jesse, and that uh, he wasn't one of the most macho men. He was you know small in stature. He was a shepherd of sheep, uh, and but but he had a heart for God, and, and so uh, David rose to kingship because of his heart for God. And, and here we are in this story, and this is after David, uh, Saul has died, um, the previous king, um, Saul's successor, Prince Jonathan has died, um, and, and, and here we are, David is, is coming into his kingship, uh, establishing his kingship, and he remembers the love that he had for his brother, Prince Jonathan. And, and he remembers the sacrifices that Jonathan made in order for him uh, to, to, to make it to the kingship, uh, to establish his kingship. Uh, Jonathan had to, uh, remember Jonathan had to shoot the arrow and let him know um, if King Saul was uh, actually trying to kill him. And so it's because of Jonathan that uh, David's life was spared. And so uh, we we have this this beautiful picture of a relationship between King David and Prince Jonathan, and and so with that being said, let's talk about um, for the sake of the fallen prince. Uh, the first thing that I notice because of the fallen prince, uh, King David is seeking to show kindness and mercy to his descendants. But, but more so than that, what I like about this passage of scripture is that it refers to anyone. How beautiful is it in scripture uh, when we come across that word, anyone? Because God is not putting a requirement 
on 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 how we must be or who we must be. God is not putting a economic requirement on how much money we must have. God is not putting a political requirement on how far up on the food chain we are in society. God is not putting a requirement on uh, God is not checking our prison records. He's not checking our, our criminal history. He's not checking our credit. God is not checking uh, all of the things that man look to to make a determination on whether or not an individual is a good person. But God is seeking anyone who has established a connection with the fallen prince. Anyone in the lineage of the fallen prince, God is saying, I'm seeking to show kindness. To those who have an established connection with the fallen with the fallen prince, this reminds me a lot of, of, of when God sends the angels uh, to Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah, and, and God is getting ready to rain down wrath, His wrath upon Sodom and Gomorrah, and He sends the angels to speak to Lot, uh, and, and and because of Lot's connection with Abraham, because of Lot's connection with Abraham, and Abraham's connection with God. God sends angels to Lot and says, hey, Lot, if there's anybody in this place who is connected to your lineage, if there's anybody who is your descendant, get them out and flee and don't look back. And, and so it's, it's that connection to Abraham that allows Lot to be a beneficiary of this warning, to be a beneficiary of God's mercy. And, and so Lot and his descendants are spared. Uh, with, a, with, with the exception of, of that one that looked back, Lot and his descendants are spared. They're shown God's mercy. They're shown kindness. They're shown uh, 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 God's privilege. They're shown God's love because of Lot's connection with Abraham. And that's the picture that I see when I see Christ and his connection to the Christians. It's not because we've been so good. It's, uh, and it has nothing to do with our deeds as Christians or, or our status or our uh, rank in the church. Um, a lot of us have church uh, titles, deacons and preachers and, and, and church mothers and, and, and choir members and, and, and trustees and officers. But it's not your status or your rank in church. It's not the good charitable deeds that we have done. Uh, in the world, and, and those are good things. It's good to serve in the church, and it's good to serve in the world. But but we must really, 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 truly believe in our hearts that the reason why God is showing us his kindness and mercy is not based on the deeds that we've done, but on the basis of our connection with Christ. And so because of the fallen prince, the king is seeking to show kindness and mercy. It has nothing to do with what we've done. It's because of the fallen prince. God is, is willing to hold us guiltless. In spite of everything that we've done in our past, God is willing to hold us guiltless. God is willing to give us a blank slate. 
God is not looking at whether or not we've uh, uh, we've been exotic dancers in the past, or whether or not we've been uh, on, on 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 only fans, or whether or not we come from the drug house, or whether or not we come from the strip club, or whether or not we just come from the liquor store, or whether or not we've just come from the poor, the slums, the ghetto. God don't care about where we've come from. God cares about who we come through. And so when you've come through Christ, it's not about what you've done. It's not about where you come from, but it's about who you have come through. What distinguished Mephibosheth was not his physical ability. Because Mephibosheth was lame in both feet. It was not his political status. Because Mephibosheth was actually a threat to the kingdom of David because he was a prince in the kingdom of Saul. And, and so it wasn't his political status. It wasn't his finances. Because when Mephibosheth fled, he came, he, he, his, his uh, nurse, his nanny took him to the ghetto. And so he was the, one of the princes, a son of, uh, a son in the lineage of, of King Saul. And he was living in the ghetto. So it wasn't his finances. It wasn't his physical ability because he was disabled. It wasn't his political status because he was actually a threat to the kingdom of David in terms of his political status. But what got Mephibosheth in was that he had a blood connection to Prince Jonathan. And, and, and so I'm so glad that we can have a blood connection with the fallen prince and the prince has such a great relationship with God, our King, that it's in our blood connection with the Prince that we have established a relationship with the King. We have established a relationship with the King in our blood connection with Jesus Christ. And so because of our blood connection with Jesus Christ, the King is seeking to show Christians kindness and mercy. This is such a beautiful story because the Lord has chosen and appointed David as his king. You see, uh, it, it, it's easy for David to show mercy because he has received mercy. So many times you find Christians in this world who don't want to show mercy, even though we have received God's mercy. Ain't that a shame? When God can overlook our past, when God can overlook all that we've done, when God can overlook all the mistakes that we've made, and then we can't show kindness and mercy to our brother. I'm so glad that King David can think about all the mistakes and all of his flaws and all of his imperfections and how God has shown him mercy and appointed him king in spite of everything that was wrong with him. And I believe that it's that mercy that God has shown King David that allows King David to, to, to look deep within his heart and show mercy to Mephibosheth. David was not the strongest of his brothers. He was not the most uh, 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 warrior type of his brothers. He was not the most uh, macho man of his brothers. He, he was not uh, the tallest person. He was not um, the strongest person, but he had a heart for God. God saw something in David that he did not see in his brothers. God saw something in us 
as Christians that he does not see in everybody else who is not a Christian. That there's something about us, there's something on the inside of us that's in our hearts as Christians that God sees and, and he wants to show us kindness and mercy not because of, 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 of how beautiful we are or how strong we are or how, uh, uh, how much we've done, but because there's something in our hearts. God has placed his spirit down in our hearts. And, and when God sees his spirit in our hearts, he identifies us as being connected to Christ as being children of Christ, as being Christians that have come out of Christ, and, and, and God sees our connection to Christ when he looks in our heart. And it's because of that connection that we have to Christ that God is willing to show us his kindness and his mercy, and we do not have to receive the wrath of God as much as we deserve it. God is willing to show us kindness and mercy. And so the king in this passage of scripture is extending an invitation to the descendants of Jonathan. He's extending an invitation to anyone who is descended out of Jonathan. He's saying, come, come, anyone who is a descendant of Jonathan, come and I will show you kindness. I will show you mercy. Come. All of you descendants of the fallen prince, come and I will show you mercy. Come to the king. So Christians come out of hiding. You don't have to hide your Christianity. You shouldn't hide your Christianity. Come out of hiding. Be like that light that sits on a hill that cannot be hidden. Be like the salt of the earth that, that, that when we are thrown into a dish, Immediately you can taste our effectiveness and you can taste that salt has been added to whatever it has been added to. And, and we have to become the Christians that God has called us to be. Come out of hiding on your job. Come out of hiding in your community. Come out, Christians. Come bow down before God our King. Come bow down before the King of Kings. Come bow down before the Lord of Lords. Come and be beneficiaries of the God of all creation. Come take your place as beneficiaries of the king's mercy. Come into covenant relationship with Jesus Christ so that you can receive the mercy and the kindness of God. So that in the last days, you don't have to suffer the wrath of God. You can come into the relationship. You can come into a relationship with Jesus Christ and receive the covenant kindness and mercy of God. And you do not have to suffer the wrath in the last days. The king is willing to overlook your past. The king is willing to overlook your inadequacies. The king is willing to overlook your disabilities. The king is willing to overlook bad credit. The king is willing to overlook where you come from. The king is willing to overlook who you are and what you've done. All God is concerned with is who you've come through. Now, once you've come through Christ, something on the inside of you ought to change. Once you've come through Christ, the way that you 
interact with people ought to change. Once you've come through Christ, you ought to be willing to serve in the church. Once you've come through Christ, you ought to be willing to serve others in the community. Once you've come through Christ, there ought to be something on the inside of you that begins to work on the outside of you. There ought to be the Spirit of God on the inside of you that begins to work on the outside of you. And so a coming to Christ will be reflective in what we do and who we are. But the moral of this story is we have become beneficiaries of the kindness and mercy of God. Not based on our deeds, but based on the fallen prince and our relationship with the fallen prince. Do you know the fallen prince? I'm talking not about Prince Jonathan, but I'm talking about Prince Jesus, the only prince begotten from the father. Do you know the fallen prince, the one who walked on water? Do you know the fallen prince, the one who rose dead men from the grave? Do you know the fallen prince, the one who laid his hands on blind eyes and restored sight? Do you know the fallen prince, the one who will walk with you in your lowest of your low, the one who will comfort you in times of mourning, the one who will strengthen you when you are weak, the one who will heal you when you are sick. Do you know the fallen prince, the one who has established a relationship with God and established a relationship with us? When we come into covenant relationship with the fallen prince, we have a relationship with God, not on account of what we've done or on account of who we are, but on account of who we've come through. And his name is Jesus Christ, the only begotten son of God, the prince of the world, the prince of God. We've come this far because of our relationship with the fallen prince. We've come this far because we've put our faith and our trust in the fallen prince. You may be one out there right now, like Mephibosheth, feeling like you're hopeless, like all of your hope is gone, like, like nobody cares about you, uh, like, like, like you down to your last dime and, and, and you, there's no way to get out of your situation, but I just want to come to you today and tell you that if you establish a relationship with Jesus Christ, the Prince of God. You can become a beneficiary of the mercy and the kindness and the power of God through Christ Jesus. May the Lord bless you and may he keep you as my prayer. With Stop recording. Button.